Coming up on episode 336 of Wheel Bearings, we got the Lexus LX600, the Ford EcoBoost Mustang, Toyota Prius, the new Lexus GX, the 2025 Ford Explorer and Lincoln Aviator, the Mazda CX70, GM's bringing back plug-in hybrids, an electric Honda NSX is coming eventually, maybe, possibly. Kyle Connor tries to buy a VinFast VF8, and all that and more coming up next. This is episode 336 of Wheel Bearings. I'm Sam McBull Salmon from Guidehouse Insights. I am Nicole Wakeland from The Road Reflected. And I am Roberto Baldwin from SAE International. And Mr. Baldwin, what have you been driving? You go first this time. What have I been driving? Well, let me tell you, fine people. Well, please do tell us. Uh, Will Bearings podcast universe. Uh, I have been driving the 2024 EcoBoost Coupe Coupe Premium Mustang. I've been driving it around all week. It's been stupid rainy here, um, and everyone just hydro- I experienced it. <laughs> there you go. Everyone's just hydroplaning like there's like like it's their job on the freeway. And at one point, I thought that I didn't even have a. <laughs> they gave me summer tires because I was like. And then oh, now geez. it's just that uh no no they're Pirellis they're they're not like the the, the super hardcore like all seasons they're like kind of light heart you know all seasons uh but no it was just just the fact that I'm driving through giant standing water puddles at speed so uh <laughs> it's <laughs> it's been a lot um that said I've been driving it all over the place for the last week and uh no it's 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 warm it's dry so it's got two things going for it right now warm and dry <laughs> um, at least when you're inside the car right at least when you're inside the car um so I'm just gonna tell you things I do not like about this vehicle uh number one does you can't get it with the manual transmission it's very weird for me to get in the mustang most of the mustangs I've driven in the last few years they always just send me the manual transmission version uh, you, you can't get one. You get a 10 not, speed. Not with, not with the, not with the four cylinder anyway, only with no. the V8. Yeah. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not getting it with the EcoBoost. You get the EcoBoost and that, that, and that's the second thing. Um, the four cylinder, if you go to Ford's website <laughs> and you look just at the car, it'll tell you the specs. It will not tell you the size of the engine. It will not tell you it's an inline four at all. <laughs> I was like scrolling around looking. Nope. No, they're not going to tell you that. Um, probably because they're anticipating people to be angry because it's, it's a four cylinder instead of a six cylinder. Um, that said, it's fine. I drove it around, got a lot of power, got sport mode. It's got 315, uh, horsepowers, 315 ponies, as they would say in the olden days. Ponies. Ponies. Uh, no, no, it's, it's. Uh, outside the 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 fact that it's met, that it's an automatic transmission, um, no, nah, it drives fine. It's it's a Mustang. It's uh, it does have it, it has that exhaust where you can like regular exhaust, turn off the exhaust, sport exhaust, track exhaust. It? Which exhaust I, did you annoy the neighbors with? I just use regular exhaust because I'm regular I'm, exhaust. I, because I I talk to my neighbors on a regular basis and I don't want them. To be, oh my god, this <laughs> guy like, again! Oh, that Robbie guy, uh, darn cars he drives. Uh, oh, he's the worst. And, and I, here's here's the thing: if you just put a regular person in this car who wants a Mustang, you just put them in the car. You told them it was a V6, they would believe you. Yeah. <laughs> they wouldn't know. 
They would have no idea. Well, you know, in a 315 horsepower, this thing's got 90 horsepower more than the five liter V8 that I bought in 1990 when I graduated yep. from college. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yeah. So there you go. So you're getting more power. I'm a big fan of uh, replacing uh, V6s with uh, uh, four-cylinder engines just because you're saving a lot of weight. And typically, the, the power-to-weight ratio is actually a little bit better. So, yeah. That said, um, if you are a car person, you're going to notice it um, from the exhaust. It sounds like a four-cylinder with a nice exhaust. It sounds like a Honda with an exhaust. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, they they tried, you know, if you put in Spore, you put in, in in track mode, it sounds a bit beefier. But driving it around, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a, that's a four-cylinder exhaust right there. And that's a, I got I got the four-cylinder, and then I went out and bought the AEM uh, exhaust system. <laughs> I <laughs> bolted it under the back of my Civic, and I'm ready to party. <laughs> uh, again, 99% of the people in the world would, wouldn't notice. No idea. No clue. Um, I do like that they replace the uh, the fake metal uh, toggle switches in the dash. They used to have these toggles that were – they looked like they were metal. They're actually plastic, and they only went one direction. So they look like toggles. They would go up and down. Oh, but they only they went, went – okay. Yeah, they only went down. I, they're they're they, more like piano keys. Yeah, they felt really cheap. Like the rest of the, the the interior of the car, I'm like, all right, this is fine. This, it's, it's a Mustang. And then those things just kind of stuck out like a sore thumb, especially when I could get a Mini with actual metal like <laughs> toggle switches that actually did the thing they were supposed to do. So that, yeah, I'm glad those are gone. They've replaced them with sort of soft touch buttons that actually move. They're not like squishy. They, they do feel a little squishy, but. Except, except that it's like one big button. It's. It's oh like, yeah! You, you remember like the one long remember button. the BlackBerry Storm, where oh, the, the whole screen when you press no, it. No, I don't. So the, so the BlackBerry Storm was the first BlackBerry with a touchscreen display. Okay. And they thought, you know, well, BlackBerry customers, BlackBerry users are used to having keys. They like the that you know they always say they like the tactile feedback of the keyboard. So to try to give them that tactile feedback of the keyboard, the Storm had a touchscreen. But it also had like switches underneath there. So when you actually had to press down and click to, you know, to type anything on this thing. And it was basically the worst of all worlds. And like the whole thing <laughs> moved. Just, yeah, the really? whole screen literally oh, rocked geez. when you it's pressed like on if it. You st- it's like if you stuck a piece of plywood on top of a mattress, <laughs> you pushed it. Oh, in the- that doesn't sound <laughs> ideal. Now. You know these these switches on the on the dashboard of the Mustang, not quite so bad. But when you when you look close at it, you realize, or when you press on it and you you look at it, you realize that it's there's five. It looks like five buttons, but it's actually one big button. One big long button. Got it. Yeah. So again, I don't I don't know if people are going to notice that, and, and except for now because of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now they all. Know. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Mustang. Uh, I do like the the amount of buttons that are on the steering wheel. Like the fact that modes, you know, modes is on the steering wheel and and all the other stuff, and they all make sense where they are. I, I like a nice steering wheel button layout where it makes sense. And we're I like when mode is on the steering wheel. I don't want to go searching for it. I definitely do not want to go into a into a touch screen in order to change the modes for a vehicle. I like that it's right there in the steering wheel. You just push up or down. They're 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 separated by another button, so it's it's pretty easy to 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 figure out what you're doing while you're driving. The one I had had the uh, the Recaro seats, 
So I had the little uh, fancy mm-hmm. Recaro sports seats, which are a $1,600 option. I like racing and sports seats. I fit really well in them. Um, I fit, it's, it's, I, I'm way more comfortable in these seats than I am in like 18 way adjustable, blah, blah, blah. I don't know why. I don't know who's designing these. I'm assuming it's someone who's the exact same size the as same me. Same height, weight, and everything that you are. <laughs> but, yeah, they're you know, like, this I'm, is- I'm, I'm not, you know, anything like your, your body. And I also <laughs> fit very well. <laughs> You just made him sound like an alien. I'm like, no. I'm not. I'm my, my body, my, my proportions are very different from yours, Robbie. And I also fit very, I, I am very comfortable in these Recaro seats. There you go. They're very comfortable. They, you, you can't, you, they're not heated. So if you yeah. go somewhere it's cold, you're not going to get heated. They don't have, you know, all the other things that people would, I guess, would want from seats. But I, I really enjoyed them. Uh, are they worth $1,600? Um, the problem is, is that everyone else in your life has to sit in the seat. Because you can't just – I guess you could just buy the car and then just get one. <laughs> well, How I mean, weird would that look? <laughs> I, mean, I bet you could. I mean, realist – I mean, there's only going to be one other person that's that's going to be sitting in there. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the, the back seats, you know, I mean – No, those back seats are there. worthless. Yeah. yeah, the back seats are essentially the same seats as are in my BRZ. They're, they're just yeah. there for they're, – they're, they're, they're purely decorative. Yeah. You can put some things back there. I think we stuck a guitar back there. I stuck <laughs> a bag of like flyers back there for like a show that's coming up. So that fit. Um, uh, overall, though, I actually, you know, I'm a bit. I I like the Mustang. I'm a fan. What, uh, what did you think of the new de- uh, screen layout in this thing? Uh, I, you know what? Put it on the Fox body, uh, the Fox body gauges, and just leave it alone. I don't really get any, anything else is just, I don't, just don't, because it's just gauges. It just looks like old timey gauges. And that's all I really want. I can see how yeah. fast I'm going with a little, <laughs> that's it. The, uh, the display for the infotainment system, it can be a little weird figuring out where you're supposed to go. Like the, the navigation is a little wonky. Cause like, wait, well, how do I get back from this? Like if you, <laughs> if you want to turn on, let's say the, uh, the for the front, um, defroster, like right in the middle of the bottom portion of the infotainment system, you know, on the bottom portion, it's always the climate controls. In the middle, you push a little button, it pops up, and it's like, oh, now you can turn on, you know, the the, the front defroster and the rear defroster, and there's some other things you can do in there. Um, but then, like, not, how do we get rid of it? There's no, like, X button. There's no, like, button to hit home. It just takes over the whole screen. You're like, well, now what do I do? It turns out you just hit the button again, that center portion, and then it goes down. Yeah. But it took a moment. I'm driving around. I'm like, wait, how do I get rid of this? I, I, I have an interchange coming up. I got to know which way to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, lost. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, dear. Um, I do like to Ford work with uh, Apple. So if you use Apple Maps uh, in the uh, dash, you can actually see, oh, go left, go right. You know, it has a little arrow. It tells me how far I have to go. Yeah, so they've, to- they've actually had that for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Ford, Ford and Honda were the first two companies to do that. When you use either CarPlay or Android Auto, they repeat, the, they they do the uh, the navigation prompts in the instrument cluster. Yeah, so I, I, I'm a big fan of that. I know the Ford worked really hard to make sure that for, for their EVs that you can do that with Apple. It can tell you where, where it gets charging and whatnot. So, yeah, they have a, a relationship with Apple, so that's nice. Um, let's see, uh, Copilot. I, yeah, I used it. it, it it's, it's, it's tough. You can't really test these things, like, when it's crazy windy and, it's you know, you know you're going to – it's crazy windy and it's crazy wet. 
so it's hard to see it's hard you know if you can't see neither turns out neither can they get a car to be honest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... so uh yeah it, it you know it worked as well as i would anticipate it to, to be i but i can't give it like a man this is a regular day and we drive it around and see how how it works test unfortunately um yeah no but overall uh let's see no it's a good yeah mustang get the eco boost um they started at i believe 30 just over 30,000 for the base yeah yeah 31 so for the base model i i had the of course because this is the way it, it is i had the uh the premium version so it starts at 36 and a half um there was some equipment they added on there um, like I told you, the Recaro seats were 1600 Active value performance exhaust. I don't know if it's a value, if it's $1,200, but sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> I, think, I, think that's, I think that's active valve performance exhaust. This is value. Active value. <laughs> we're on, on the Monroni? That's a typo. On the, on the no, this is active value. It gives me value. It, I'm not. Okay. Is that what it actually says? No, no. On well, the it, gives you, it gives you value. On the, Monroni, on the Monroni, this is active valve. But okay. on the paper, like they the said it's active, active value. As opposed to those <laughs> on the Monroni, it's active valve. Well, it, 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 it gives you value with an active valve. Yeah, but so they, while they were typing it, they they mistook they mistook the second V for a U. Yeah. So valve turns into value like that, <laughs> like like that. I can't my, my hurt my thumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. So uh, at the end of the day, uh, forty-seven thousand five hundred ninety dollars. Probably wouldn't buy a Mustang for that much money, to be honest. I would yeah. probably just get, you know, I, I, I'm I'm a cheap man. I would get the cheap version, cheap put a few man. a few things on there. I, <laughs> and, get, uh, get the get the thirty-one thousand dollar one. Go and buy a single Recaro seat for the driver's I, position. Yeah, and, and you're good. And I'm good. That's it. That's all you need. Yeah. Boom. And get some active value uh, <laughs> exhaust. <laughs> I don't even care about the exhaust note. Don't care. Don't care about any of that. Doesn't doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. I, I'm I'm not 18 anymore. Um, <laughs> and and if it's not a V8 exhaust, it doesn't really matter anyway. Doesn't really matter. I don't. I don't. I, it's all I all I care about is how it how it uh, how it drives. And this thing drives great. So there you go. EcoBoost Mustang, you're looking, you want to get something inexpensive. You know, you got the, the what, what's what's around 30000 now? You can get the Mustang, BRZ, yeah, the CRV. You can get a CRV, <laughs> which is also uh, one of those, you know, cars that people love. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there you go. EcoBoost Mustang, uh, two, 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 no, I was going to say nays, but that would be no. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Is this what happens when we record late, Robbie? The well, I'm awake. <laughs> I'm so much more awake right now. Typically, when we're recording, that means it's Saturday night, which means I probably stayed up late. And then I have to get up at 7.30 in the morning. And then I just wander my tired butt into my office oh, and I fire up the thing. Violin. And then the first, like, I don't know, hour and a half of the podcast, I'm like, what? what's going on? Who's there? <laughs> what are we doing? And then the last five minutes, I'm like, hey, everybody, I'm ready to rock. <laughs> So EcoBoost Mustang, it's ready to rock, All and right. it's awake, chock full of Red Bull. <laughs> okay, Nicole, what yes. have you been driving? Uh, mine was not nearly as exciting as Robbie's awake Mustang. Um, I had the Toyota Prius. Woohoo! Hey, that's pretty exciting. It's At pretty least exciting. the current generation is. It's yes, and this was this is the current gen, and it was the 
uh, car of the year. The Nactoy car of the year is the Toyota Prius. Uh-huh. Ooh. So yeah, yeah. Just figured I'd mention that while I'm at it. So um, I, I don't know if you guys can see this. I feel like they had trouble with the Monroni. I have like nothing but scribbled notes in five different handwriting. It's like everybody's hand. Five, everyone gets a chance. <laughs> There's like one person scribbled in options price. Somebody else is scribbled in. Uh, shipping and handling. Someone else has mentioned the. Rear it's seat. like a birthday card. I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, like the entire. <laughs> like, office, it's like an office it's birthday been, card. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Hey, it's, hey, it's a Prius's birthday. Can you put something on? Can you yeah, write something? Somebody add something to this. Prius is, Prius is coming. Prius is coming. Prius is coming. Hide it. Hide it. Hide it. Assuming that the eighty-five different notes that I have on here are correct, um, <laughs> this is the this is the um, Prius Limited, and it is about thirty-seven thousand dollars. You guys want to guess at what this person with this handwriting thinks the d- d- the delivery is? Um, I'm going to say nine ninety five. Uh, nine ninety six. Oh, Robbie wins! <laughs> Price is right rules again. Price yep. is right rules again. It's, uh, it's ten ninety five according to handwriting in blue. That's really sloppy. Um, that's what they say. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like, I feel like I'm like, is this, and it's like very clear and bright red. There's written on both sides, leave in vehicle. I'm like, so they want this to be the official one. Okay. Um, so the, <laughs> it's perplexing. So the Prius Limited, um, and it's, the color is beautiful. This is this reservoir blue. It's this bright, bright, bright blue color, but I drove it up to Killington and it's dirty white. I like it's, it looks disgusting, but it was really pretty when I got it. Uh, so this one has, um, a lot of, it has all the features that heated and ventilated front seats, a heated steering wheel. You have a snazzy little um, Wi-Fi and uh, not Wi-Fi wireless charging. Um, it's an, it's nice. This is this is sort of like the, a fancier version of the the Prius. And this is not the Prius Prime, which is the plug in. This is just yieldy Prius. Regular is it, old is it Prius. all wheel drive or uh, front wheel drive. I do not believe this was all wheel drive. And I took all it right. all the way to, like I said, Killington, Vermont. In the snowy snow, and it was fine. And it was funny; the roads weren't that bad. I'm like, this could be fine. We're not getting a snowstorm, whatever. I'm not. I'm not worried about this all. And I get there, and like the parking lot at the Killington Grand Hotel or whatever. I'm like, oh, did you guys forget how snowplows work? I'm like, this could be a problem. But the parking lot was packed, so I literally drove into Valley. I'm like, this yours now. Have fun finding a way and a spot to park this in because I can't do this. Uh, but it handled fine, and it actually was a good chunk of slushy messy snow on a lot of the parking lot at this hotel um so the thing with the prius fuel economy it gets 52 city 52 highway 52 combined so 52 is your lucky number when you're driving the prius what did you get i got just about 52 because what happened was (laughs) once what it was like it was going it's cold right well it was going i I was averaging somewhere I was averaging higher, but then as soon as you get into the mountains, you're like, uh, you're in the ma'am. mountains, and it's like, Wee! and that's the drawback to the Prius. When There's you are problem. heavy on the gas, although it's fine, I think if you're heavy on the gas on the highway to pass someone, it will pass them. It lets you know it, it disapproves loudly because it's a little bit loud. But when you get into the mountains, you're, you know, I'm, I'm truly, Killington is giant mountains, just many of them. And you're just going up these really steep roads everywhere you go in that whole area. And it just eats into the fuel economy. So then it starts to, but then as soon as I get back on the highway to come home, comes, starts to edge right back up. So all in all, I mean, if your fuel economy is your priority, it's great. Um, it is very comfortable. It's very quiet as long as you're not mashing on the gas. Um, and I enjoy driving it. The things I didn't enjoy about the Prius, aside from that being just too loud when you're, 
you know, when you're really heavy on the gas. I do not like, I do not like the gear shift. You guys have both driven this, Mm -hmm. right? I haven't driven it yet. Have you really? You haven't driven this? I, I, I got to call it in and I just haven't gotten around to it. I I understand the Mustang was higher. I'm a very lazy man. Mustang was higher. The new job, the the new job is that, well, this is the one they offered me. Uh, The new job is very busy. I'm doing lots of, I'm moving and shaking. You can Ooh. expect exciting things from SAE, thanks to Ooh. me. But okay. it also means I'm just like, oh, should I call this in? Well, you've driven it though, Sam, because I know I you have. had to drive it for judging too. I find the gear shift a little fiddly. So it's it, there's a button that you just push for park, and then there's a very short gear shift. It's maybe two inches tall. It's very short. And it's just like you're tapping it. It's, yeah, it's, it's this <laughs> it's tiny like a, little gear it's like shift. like a tiny little, like a little, it's like. Tiny little thing. But then also it's not just like shift to reverse, shift to drive. It's like over and up for reverse and like over and down for drive and then to neutral. I still can't figure out. They've they've had the same basic thing on Priuses for a long time. I don't like it. No, it's not. It's not great. And here's the funny thing. So because they looked at the old Volkswagen gear like (laughs) pattern or like, you know what? Let's do that. Let's do this craziness. <laughs> Remember so back in the day. I needed to do some video of it after I got back from Killington and it was so filthy. I'm like, I can't even pass this off as, hey, it's New England because you can't tell there's a car underneath all the salt. So I took it through the car wash and I know how to do the gear shift. I'm like, hold on a second. This is not my car and I have a little trouble. And I'm like fighting to get it in neutral to go through the car wash. I'm like, oh, dear God, this cannot be how I go out. Come on, get into neutral. <laughs> oh, no. Finally got it in neutral. And the guy was laughing. He's like, they used to be so easy. I'm like, they're not anymore. So I did win. But I think it should not be this. It's just finicky. It's not easy. And I suppose once you drive it a lot, you get used to it. Um, so that was really my my main <laughs> gripe about this. And my that's the, fine. That's not that bad. Once you're in, once you're in park, that's all you really. That's all you once need. you're in park or drive, that's all you need. That's all just you really never, need. Never go just in reverse. Don't ever go through the car wash. And I yeah. do love that. It, I'm like, there's okay. So the teeny, teeny tiny gear shift, and then there's a couple of cup holders, and then there's a spot <laughs> for storage. It's just about big enough for putting like, say like a woman's wallet, you know, it's, it's got a little space, but it lifts up. Like you can op- take that little tray out and there's hidden storage. It's maybe uh, an inch or so deep. It's like a small tray. Like you could tuck your cell phone probably in there all and right. it's just a little hidden and then you put it back. Like in. a cookie or, or a brownie maybe. A cookie, you could put a brownie for sure. Brownie. For sure. I think brownie. It depends on the size of the cookie. Brownies are pretty standard size. I feel like yeah. a brownie, but if it was iced, it might squinch against the top. Like you might oh, have man, I don't, don't, don't get iced brownies. Un-iced brownie. Be the brownie. You'll be okay. At the very worst, you get a little bit of like compression going on to your brownie. <laughs> brownie <laughs> compression. But it would still be okay. So I like that it has that little extra bit of storage. And I do love how the wireless charging works because it, it's not flat. It sits like, like at an angle on its side. So when you snug it into the wireless charging, it's snugged in there. So if you take a turn or if you brake hard for some reason, your phone doesn't go shooting off of the wireless charging pad to wherever it goes in the car, underneath your foot, underneath your passenger's foot. Um, yeah. I like the ones where you have to shove it straight in. So you yeah, can't even get is, your phone while you're driving. I like the, those ones. This is, you can still get to it and it goes in not like sh- tall, like sideways and it snugs in there and it holds it pretty, you can still reach it if you needed to reach it, nah, but it's not going to slide around. And I, I appreciate wireless charging that holds your phone tight so you don't yeah. lose your phone because there's nothing worse you're like oh it's in the wireless charger no it's not it's on the if it's just like side. a flat plane like yeah. right on top of the center console Those with like a worst. tiny 
like 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 five millimeters. Like edge. Like you hit a bump, it flies off. Well, because you inevitably you move to reach something and you're like, whoo, and you shot it off with your own elbow halfway into the back seat of the car. That's into that. Right? Or you lift up the center console and you're like, oh crud, my phone. Now it's like again (laughs) in the back seat of the car. So um, so I liked how that worked. But overall, I like the Prius. I mean, it's a solid vehicle, and I think it looks so much better than the old one. I oh, love that yeah. they... But well, the I mean, it's a low bar. bar. It it's looks, a low bar, yeah. It was a low bar, but still, it was a bar that Toyota refused nice. to, to, to cross for such a long time. It's like, we are leaving this weird back they were end on this selling. car. They didn't we, care. They are keeping this. And I was like, please, Toyota, please. And they sound us. like hotcakes. I know. And now, like they say, now they're attractive hotcakes instead of hotcakes your toddler made. Yeah. Well, now they cool. now they have to now they're they're competing against themselves really. If you get the Prius or literally anything else that Toyota makes, has right. there's so many. <laughs> that's the thing. Like there was a time when the Prius looking weird and wonky, it stood like, out and said, "Well, this is the hybrid. Who's hybrid? No, it's the one. This is the one everyone's getting. This is your hybrid vehicle." That's not the case anymore. Now it's like this is one of your hybrids in addition to the many that everybody offers. So, uh, but I, I like the Prius. Got a couple questions for you. Uh, first of all, dun, dun, dun. The, the instrument cluster. So this has the same oh. instrument cluster arrangement as the BZ4X, where it sits yeah. above the steering wheel. Yeah. You know, at the end of like the sort of channel on the top of yes. the dashboard. For for you in your seating position, was it visible or was it being blocked I, by the steering? wheel? I can't wheel? believe I forgot to mention that it does get partly blocked by the steering wheel. So okay. I futzed around trying to make the seat just right and i had i can't i can in no way ever see the entire thing perfectly unless i want my seat adjustment completely off i have to sacrifice Um, some some little bit i just can't no matter how far forward or back or how far up or down um it it just don't work it just won't work and i had my best friend was with me who was like i don't know she's a couple inches taller than i am maybe and i was complaining about it and she's like you can't and i made her sit in that seat and she just adjusted up and down. She's like, how is this supposed to work? I'm like, I don't know. You're the consumer. You figure it out. She's like, this is ridiculous. She um, gave up. So she couldn't get it. So it's not like you can't, you can drive. Obviously you can see it. But it's like, it's like you can see the road. Line. It's not like, oh, it feels like I'm going about 55. Let's see what happens when I pass that state. No, you can see it, but it is, it is. Slightly obstructed or difficult to get yeah. through. Yeah. And I think, and I think it's going to depend on your height. Like literally oh. how you drive, it's because you're, you're going to be, and, your you know, if you're somebody that likes to drive with the steering wheel, like literally right on your lap or, you know, up a little bit higher, you know, it's going to have a, an impact. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. So that is a little bit weird. I am a big fan of this, the, the tiny little dash cluster right on the steering column, like in the ID four. That's mm-hmm. my, that's probably my favorite part of the ID four. Cause no matter, no matter what, wherever I have the steering wheel, <laughs> It's really I can good. see yeah. how fast I'm going. The wheel's never going to block that cluster. The wheel's never going to block that cluster. And then, of course, you also get this nice, clean front. So you get that clean front that you know that that Volvo and Tesla and mm-hmm. and Vinfast have. But you still have, you know, just you just, have the information, just the you relevant need. information that I need. I need to know how, how fast I'm going, like if I need to go left or right. And then I think they also have the, uh, what do you call it? The ADAS information right over there. Oh, that was it. So here's my one room. I'm backing out of my driveway. There's maybe an inch of snow on the ground on either side of my car. If that, uh-huh. maybe. Mm-hmm. 
and I was close to the edge of my driveway and the one inch of snow. And it like was like break ah like I literally oh the rear rear emergency braking yes and I had a moment I thought did I just brain cramp am I about to hit my own mailbox and I look I'm like what what is it breaking for and I even in the picture I'm on the pavement but it's determined that scary one inch of snow is apparently too close (laughs) all shiny and and literally scared the daylights out of me because I thought I'm I'm clearly missing something because I'm not hitting anything I'm in my own driveway yeah oh no it's frosty. Yes, no. Don't kill Frosty. So he it brings us joy to children. It was a little aggressive on the uh, the rear automatic braking. <laughs> At so, least don't, they don't have the the where the rear you know boop boop boop. There's the no. Prius a couple oh, generations ago. They do that too. Where the yeah, in, the, the noise the was anymore. inside okay. the car. Okay, if it's yeah, outside it's like, the car, I'm fine no, with that. It's but no it was longer, in the car. It made no yeah. sense. <laughs> it's no longer the call is coming from inside the house. No, it's yeah. outside the it's car just now. It's to warn which, the, yeah. everyone in the car that you're backing up. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's it's just, you know, we're moving decision. backwards. Yeah, I always find that so that was weird. And they did get it was rid a of that. Decision. Now it's just outside. Now they heard us complaining about it enough. Like, why do we do that? I don't know. That was a goof. Let's change that. That was odd. That was odd. So I have another question for you, Okay, go for it. You know, with the the sleek styling of this new Prius, it means it has a a very steeply raked windshield. And I'm curious, um, you know, did your husband, Russ, has he gotten in, tried to get in and out of this car? He did get in and out of it. In fact, he went out to dinner this evening. Um, He doesn't have a problem getting in and out of it. He does. Okay. Um, So getting in and out was not an issue, but I did find the way they've, in terms of being able to see past that a pillar because it uh, the steep angle of that windshield like you're saying they've done a little cutout like that little triangular cutout mm-hmm. very close to the, like where the, the where that pillar meets the front like meets the dashboard to try to give you a little bit more visibility because if it didn't you would just have this blocked out corner but it is still a little hard sometimes when you're making tight corners the way it, it sort of is you're doing like, I got to lean forward a little bit more than I think, or lean backwards a little bit more to get past that because it does cut your vision just a little bit. Yeah. Cause like when I went to the, uh, the uh, media launch drive for the Prius prime last mm-hmm. spring, yeah. I know, you know, a number of people that were there, you know, of various body shapes and sizes, you know, um, had a little bit more of a struggle getting in and out of the, did they? the new Prius. Yeah. Rusted. Okay. His okay. six foot three frame was, was okay. Getting it. Or if it, or if he didn't like it, he did not voice his opinion, which would be very unlike him as he climbs into a media <laughs> car and not let me know he's displeased. Like, so oh. I think he did okay. He, he obviously he didn't bonk his head or anything. He on did not pillar. bonk his head. No, he okay. did not. Well, that's good. <laughs> All right. I missed the little vents that you would have in those little, the little a pillar windows the mm-hmm. little triangle glance and you, you turn oh you could pop it you pop it open yeah, yeah those I miss are cool those. those are neat those, i always like those neat. Kid. could you get the window open with that like like it's been raining and just like a little wind like a tiny like, little bit it was like your if i rolled person. down the window it just rains inside the car because it's so windy <laughs> just on my face <laughs> but if i had one of those little vents i could pop it open Boop. i know what you're talking about those are cool all right that's old person stuff sorry it is <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you know you can support wheel bearings directly? 
head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other, head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. All right. Um, you know what? I just realized I forgot to... Uh, Drive your up. car? No, I I, I drove it, uh, <laughs> but I forgot to open up the uh, the Monroni. Uh, so <laughs> give me a second here. So I, I have a 2023 Lexus LX600 Ultra Luxury. Um, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. So it's not just luxury, it's ultra luxury. Ooh, that's the fanciest. It, it is the fanciest. Um, and um, boy, this this thing's expensive. I was kind of shocked at how much this thing costs. Uh, when I, I, I was I was out in, the, out in the driveway yesterday chatting with one of my neighbors um, after we came back from walking uh, the dogs. And uh, so he was asking how much this thing goes for. And I said, you know, to be honest, I'm not sure because I hadn't looked it up yet. And so I reached under the glove box and, and found the Monroney. Um, $131,090. Oh, my God. Yeah. Really? That's that's a starting price. <laughs> now, this this is the this is the uh the top trim level of the uh the current generation. This, and actually uh, this trim level, sorry, And this is a twenty twenty three model. I was looking at the Lexus website. The twenty twenty four actually start they raised the price. It's up over hundred and thirty four thousand now for it the Ultra is Lux. Not. Is it, it really? It is, yes. Um, it starts at uh, like ninety three thousand dollars. Ninety three nine one five. I just pulled yeah. up the website. Not oh, that I wasn't believing you, but maybe I wasn't believing you. So, like maybe he's drunk. Maybe Sam's so. had too much to drink. Ninety three thousand. Yeah. Ultra luxury. One thirty four four ninety for. The I mean, it's luxury. in the name. We should have known better. Wow. So the 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 yeah really the the LX is one of two Lexus SUVs that are based on the Toyota Land Cruiser. But you know the Land Cruiser. There's actually multiple variations of the Land Cruiser that are sold globally. You know the one that we get here, the new one that's launching here, um, as well as the uh, the previous generation and the GX, the Lexus GX, uh, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, they're all um, based on the the Land Cruiser 200 series. The LX is based on the Land Cruiser 300 series, which is the the, the top end of the the Land Cruiser lineup. Um, and then you know the LX it, you know is even more above the Land Cruiser. I don't know I don't know what the current pricing is for a Land Cruiser 300 series, but you know this is like the the ultra luxury version as as the name implies. Um, which you know means it comes with an absolutely ridiculously ginormous grill. I mean, this <laughs> is, is the you know, this is the pretty. ultimate iteration of the Lexus spindle grill. And uh, you know, once they released this thing a couple of years ago, they finally started paring down the spindle grill a little bit, you know, on the new TX <laughs> and the RX and the the new GX, you know, it's gotten toned down, which is a good thing. It's absolutely a good thing because <laughs> This grill on grill. the LX, ooh, it is, uh, it's something. Um, it's a grill, man. It's huge. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, the, um, the current gen uh, LX, like um, most of the rest of these, uh, you know, the, the, the truck 
uh, body on frame uh, Toyota and Lexus vehicles is using a 3.4 liter twin turbo V6, uh, 409 horsepower, um, 460 some foot, I think it's 469 foot pounds of torque. So lots of performance in this thing. Um, 10 speed automatic transmission because it is based on a Land Cruiser. That means it has full time four wheel drive. And it's, you know, this thing at least nominally has some serious off-road capabilities. Um, I don't think I would actually want to take this one very far off-road because it's on these massive aluminum wheels with street tires, yeah. low-profile health mm. street tires. Would not uh, be ideal. And, yeah, you wouldn't get very far. You'd have pr- plenty of ground clearance. You just wouldn't have any traction off-road with these yeah. things. Yeah, and then you pop a tire at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it probably wouldn't take you very long to pop a tire, uh, you know, 22 inch forged alloy wheels. They look really pretty, uh, but you know, it's again, get the small wheels, having, having an SUV with, you know, locking center differential, full-time four wheel drive, all that good stuff. And then 22 inch wheels with low profiles, all season tires seems like a weird combination. Um, uh, but you know, it's, it's there. Um, and you've got drive modes and you've got, um, uh, rock, you know, rock and uh, dirt, you know, off-road modes and things like that. Um, hill descent control, all the good stuff. It's got an adjustable suspension. Um, I have no idea how much adjustability it has because the specs don't say how how much ground clearance. It it only says at the low end, it's like uh, nine and a half inches of ground clearance. It doesn't say what the maximum ground clearance is, but I was out taking some photos of it this afternoon and put it all the way up. And it's quite a bit more. It's probably somewhere around 13 or 14 inches of ground clearance with mm-hmm. with the suspension all the way up and, and you know, in the off-road modes. So there, that's good. Um, got a 12.3-inch center touchscreen uh, for the infotainment with the latest Lexus in, uh, infotainment system, uh, which is basically the same system that's in that Prius and most other new Toyotas and Lexuses, which is a good thing. It's a very good system. Uh, got support for wireless CarPlay and Android Auto, um, uh, wireless charging pad. Um, the um, uh, the uh, the the shifter is a perfectly normal one, um, just as it should be. You <laughs> press the button on the side. You, you, shifter. Yeah, you, you shift it. You pull it back to go to reverse. Pull it back a little more for neutral, a little more for drive, and then you go all the way back for park. Um, so it's. Uh, yeah, it's a it's a good shifter. When you get the Ultra Lux um, version of the uh, LX, one thing you don't get is seating for five. Uh, you only have four seats in this thing because there's a big giant center console in the rear seat. So it's it's got this. It's it's weird because this thing is almost set up, you know, like a like an executive limousine. You know, so you mm-hmm. get two individual seats in the in the back that are really nice seats. They have heat and cooling and massage seating massaging in the rear seats um and it just seems like a weird combination with this with this particular vehicle but it is what it is um and and they are also reclining uh for the those rear captain's chairs uh no third row in this which is fine because you have a nice big cargo area uh back there um it's a active height control the mark levinson sound system uh, Did you have the also- ottoman did you have a um, in the back seat? You know, I'm not sure. I I didn't check. Uh, I'll have to check. There there may be an ottoman in the back seat. 
I know you. Lounging. I know that you can. I know you can put the front passenger seat forward um, from the right rear seat. Uh, you can you can push it forward, and that center console in the back has a touchscreen uh, for the rear passengers to adjust uh, things like the climate control. Um, and also it's got, um, the displays on the back of the front seats. Um, so you can control the media. So for example, if your driver decided, you know, oh, I'm going to put an Android auto, put, you know, plug in Android auto or CarPlay, listen to some podcasts and somebody in the back seat decides, no, I want to listen to something on Sirius XM or something else. They can control the infotainment system from the back seat. Uh, so there's that. So you, you might want to, uh, Think about that if you uh, have kids that you're going to be carrying around in the <laughs> LX 600 Ultra Luxury. Mm -hmm. uh, fancy, but, uh, fancy children. Yeah, you get 8,000 pound towing capability. Um, yeah, you get all, all the things that you would expect of a Land Cruiser um, and a whole lot more luxury. So there's that. Oh, and it's also uh, not very fuel efficient. Um, the uh, EPA rating uh, is 17 city. 22 highway, 19 combined. I'm getting about 17, 16 to 16 to 17 uh, right now. Yeah, it's it's not not particularly impressive. But to be fair, none of the other Toyota and Lexus trucks with the twin turbo V6 are particularly fuel efficient either. They're powerful, but not not great on gas. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that is oh, and the paint. Uh, this one is finished in nori green pearl, which is a fantastic color. It's a this is pearlescent dark green. Um, I think that's what they have on the site for that one. Yeah, it looks yeah. pretty. It just, it looks yeah, beautiful. it's it's a it's a really good looking color. Um, so I mean, if you're going to spend one hundred and thirty thousand dollars on a Lexus SUV, you it's definitely want to have it in a good color. You don't want a boring silver or black or you know or white. You know, get get the nori green pearl. Absolutely, it's worth do it. it. Do it. Um, so that is the 2023 um, Lexus LX600. The 2024 is the same, except it costs more. Uh, so no no changes, um, just uh, more expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's continue talking about Lexus SUVs. Nicole, you yes. got to drive the 2025 Lexus GX, which is based yes. on the smaller um Land Cruiser 200 series. It's 2024. Isn't it 2024? Is it 24 or 25? I think it's 24. I, I think it's okay. 24. Like you said 25. I'm like, wait, I think it's 24. Okay. It's the new one, <laughs> which yes. I think is actually 24. Yes. I did. I did get to drive it. We had took it. Did you drive it too, Sam? Or did you I did not. Drive it? I did got, not. Okay. I, I couldn't, uh, didn't fit my schedule. Okay. No worries. Um, so they took us out to Arizona to drive this. Uh, first of all, the styling on it looks it looks fabulous. I mean, the, the grill is still a Lexus grill, but like you're talking about way toned down. Like it no longer is that like out of control going to eat you alive uh, grill that it was before. But it's still all these SUVs are going with that very squared off boxy kind of look. And it does that. It's very Defender-y, I think. Yeah, everyone looked at the Defender and like, ooh. Right? Like, well, that looks good. I mean, you could I, I think you could make the case that, you know, FJ. really what they're copying. Yeah, is, you know, classic yeah. Land Cruiser. That's going back too. to classic Land Cruiser. It's yeah. true. That's true design. too. Um, so I love how it looks. I think it looks fantastic. Um, and they have, no matter which one you get, you've got four wheel drive. So you have some off road capability. But they introduced two new trims, not just for this, but to Lexus overall, the Overtrail and the Overtrail Plus, 
which are the two most off-road trims of the lot, they had, um, and I just drew a blank on what it was called because it's a ridiculous name. I'm going to pull it up while I'm talking to you. Um, it has an electronic locking rear diff that you get on these. It also has this suspension system that has the worst name. It's like kinetic, shoot. I'm kinetic to... dynamic suspension system. It's the E-Kids. Did you just find, you just found it. Thank <laughs> I you. looked it up. The okay, e I'm like, I can't look it up fast enough. Um, so that gives you even more, like it, it basically opens things up so that you can, your articulation is better if you're driving in really technical conditions and you don't have to do anything to tell it that. It's like, oh, she needs this, boom, and it'll do what it needs to do. Can, so I, can, I, can I just say something a little tangent here kinetic dynamic i mean that's kind of redundant it's, i mean kinetic means yeah, it's moving yeah. 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 it's also dynamic, dynamic implies motion it's as well ten, electric kinetic dynamic suspension yeah electric suspension kinetic suspension, suspension. guess they yeah. couldn't decide whether to go with kinetic or dynamic so oh, let's just throw them both on. well the kids words. you can get key kids if you do yeah. both of them because it'd be their e-kiss or it'd be e dis but the kids, okay. that sounds exciting. No matter okay. how you say Sorry. it. Tronic children. Really, I love the engineering man is like, wait one second. There's there's duplicate. Let me tell you about there. redundancy. <laughs> the ATM machine. Um, so aside from that, so you have so that you get that only in the over trail and over trail plus. Um the the, the kind of interesting thing too is so this is a three-row SUV, <clears throat> not in the over trail and the over trail plus. They chose to make those two rows. And only two rows. Um, but the way that it's laid out, you have more cargo room because of that. Your cargo room behind that second row is actually better than the cargo room behind the second row in the three row version. And the idea being if you're overlanding in your overtrail, you're going to want that extra room for holding all sorts of stuff that you need to bring along. So it, it kind of makes sense. Um, even if you go with the three row version, though, you have very comfortable seating. It's very Lexusy inside. The back seats are a little on the the tight. The third row is a little on the tight side. But in all these vehicles, you're not really riding in the third row as an adult for long lengths of time. You know, it's the the short thing. The kids are back there, or you're stuck back there for a short trip because you have a bunch of friends or something. Um, but still, it's a nice, comfortable, attractive interior. It still feels very Lexus. It rides very Lexus. Um, and the over trails, we did drive those off road in Arizona. And weirdly enough, Arizona got torrential rain the day before my particular wave of the drive. So they had multiple courses set up for us to drive and they had to ax one of them because they had set up all this stuff and it was just like mud. Mud is what you have. And it didn't actually do any of the sort of technical stuff they wanted you to try. But they did still take us up some, you know, steep terrain. We got to feel the articulation. We got to feel it going, you know, down relatively steep and up relatively steep. It does have off-road capability. It is not just a grocery getter that makes you think it's an off-road vehicle. If you want to go off-road in this, you absolutely can. And it's nice that it lets you do that, but then you can turn around and use it as a grocery getter as, or as the car to take for the family vacation or road trip to grandma's or whatever. And it's still nice and comfortable and quiet and plush seating and, and just has that sort of quiet drive, that sort of calm very reserved drive that you have with Lexus. It has plenty of power. It, you, the engine in this one is changed up. Wait, I should have had all these figures ready. Um, it has a 3.4 liter twin turbo V6, 349 horsepower, 479 pound feet of torque. So it's got a, a good bit of oomph. Um, and now it used to be a six speed, I believe automatic. Now it's a 10 speed. So that makes the whole process. If you really hammer the gas, it's quieter and more well-mannered as it gets up to speed is basically what those, all those extra 
gears in the the transmission do for you? I it's, like it's, driving it's this. A- it's the same it's the same powertrain that's in the LX, but just with a little less with sixty less horsepower. Right. So not as much horsepower. So it's well mannered. I mean, I like it. I enjoy driving this. I think it's 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 a comfortable, um, you know, it's comfortable, it's capable. It's and I I truly do like the styling on this. I think it looks so much I just I think they they've done a good job in taking some of the Lexus. And like you said, Sam, they went so bazonkers with the grill for a while there. Like, look at our Lexus spindle grill. And everyone's kind of like, we'd rather not. <laughs> Can you tone it down just a skosh for us? Like, we chill. appreciate you've done Everyone your best. Chill. But can you can you just bring that down a notch? Um, and pricing on this one, way more affordable than what you had um, on the Lexus you were driving. It starts at uh, just over 64000 and tops out at eighty. Just oh, let's call it eighty-one thousand, and that's actually not. That's for the luxury plus. The overtrail is about seventy, and the overtrail plus is seventy-seven. So they have so the off-road trims are not the most expensive trims in the mix. They have luxury trims that are the luxury. more expensive trims. But there's the still, off-road one. What if yeah. society collapses? You're not going to need luxury. You're not going to need yeah. luxury. You're going to need capability. And they did up the tow ratings, um, and they changed them. I'm trying to see if I have because initially they had their internal. Um, tow ratings for things. And then they said, oh, no, wait, we're going to have our official, um, hey, SAE certified, whatever. Tow wait ratings. a second. I know that yeah. place. Yeah. These See guys, we're doing. Like, they like rate this stuff and have official ways of doing it so that it's all level across all the automakers. Here we go. So it's a, kind max, of a big deal. Just it's a it big deal. There. And so the max <laughs> tow rating, they initially came out with 8,000, but once you guys did your thing, it's like over 9,000 pounds now. And it depends wow. very much on the trend. Wow. Like there's like seven or eight different numbers, all depending on exactly which configuration you get. Either way, huge jump over what it could tow before. So that's also a bonus, especially if you're going to be doing some overlanding in your overtrail. And, you know, the, the overtrail, you know, unlike the ultra luxury LX, um, you know, it's got proper wheels, tires toward going off road. Yeah. 33 inch tires with, with big, you know, tall sidewalls, 18 inch yes. wheels. Nice beefy sidewalls. Yes. Yeah. It, is, and it, it, it looks like it's designed and, to go off road. So you're not looking at thinking, yeah. oh, if I take this off road, I'm going to ruin stuff. No, 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 no. Well, I mean, you might yeah. do a little bit of scratches to the side of your car, depending on what's around you, but you're going to be able to get through things. You're going to be okay. You have the right tool for the job. Yeah, you exactly. can, you can, it's, it's, it's okay. You know, if you're going to go off-roading, it's okay to occasionally sacrifice some paint. Yes. In fact, you should resign yourself to that. If you're planning yeah. on taking your car, you're any gonna... car, any car whatsoever <laughs> off-road, you have to know that it is going to get, what do they call it? That a desert pinstriping. You're going to get little, yes. <laughs> little marks, little scratches as you go along little from that bitty, one bitty rogue things. branch that's just gone. <sighs> All along, you just just let it. And you can't stop and back up because then it'll just like make a little U. At least if it's one line, (laughs) then it's like (laughs) like, like, right. If you You stop and back up, you're just gonna make it way worse. You are gonna make it way worse. Just Just, keep going. Just go there. It is. Get your teeth. Get your teeth and just keep moving. Just just keep going and know that people will know that you actually used your capable capable vehicle to do capable things. Uh, or you, yeah. or you've angered an ex-partner. One or the other. It Someone's either keyed either your way. car, or could go either or, way. Or you're using it for its intended purpose. Yeah, exactly. So, which, uh, and which looking can. looking at the the photos of this thing, I just remembered one other thing that I forgot to mention about the LX that was a bit of an, an annoyance. For a hundred and thirty thousand uh, dollar luxury, ultra luxury SUV, it has fixed running boards. 
you know, I would expect oh, at really? that price point that it would have retractable uh, running boards. Retractable running boards. Yeah. And yeah, just seems a little out of place. I think we're just going to say the GX is the better. Deal. Yeah, I, I I think so. I agree. Let's get the GX. Yeah. You don't need. Yeah. No, it looks cooler. It does cooler things. I would get the GX between the two. Oh, there's a, they got a go photo with, with one and a dog in the back. You can get what? a dog. You'll you'll feel fine putting a dog in it versus your hundred and thirty four thousand dollar version. And, Ultra and, luxury. And this thing will probably survive Michigan potholes better than the LX Ultra. Oh Ultra. yeah. It yeah. probably will. Yeah. Yes. There you go. So kids. yeah. So overall, so I liked. I mean, I think this is great. I mean, I, it 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 moves things forward in the right direction. It's the next iteration. It feels like it should. You know, sometimes they move it. They're like all new, and you're like, uh, how, how, what? This isn't that much better. It's changed, but not better. This is actually better. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm I just want right. to bring out that that baby FJ Cruiser EV. You're just waiting on it. <laughs> just waiting on it. It's, it's, it's Toyota for their hitting, you know, start and stopping when it comes to EVs. Like all their concept EVs are so cool looking. I'm like, come on, guys. Just <laughs> make, make one, please. Just make the cars. Come on. <laughs> So um, this this week, um, Ford and Lincoln have both revealed updates to their three-row SUVs, uh, the Explorer and the Aviator. And, um, you know, they've basically done the same kinds of stuff to both of them. They gave them bigger new grills. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> um, they... You know, the rest of the sheet metal is basically unchanged. You know, so, I mean, they, they still look pretty much the same as they did, except for a new face. You know, the, the Aviator's got the same kind of uh, new Lincoln face that we saw that we saw on the, the Nautilus and, you know, that they've done on some of the uh, Lincoln models in China. It looks like a Lincoln. Yeah. Looks, looks like a newer Lincoln. <laughs> it looks like a Lincoln. And, you know, same with the Explorer. They, you know, kind of the same kinds of things they've been changing on Ford models in Europe and China and elsewhere. Um, so bigger grills, um, new dashboards in both of them. One of the complaints with the current Explorer when it came out in 2019 was that, you know, the interior materials felt kind of cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of hard plastics and given the price point, you know, it seemed a little out of place. Um, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't of course the case with the aviator. Uh, the aviator, you know, definitely felt premium. Um, but you know, it's also a lot more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, the, um, one big change for both of these vehicles, they both get the new Ford, uh, digital experience infotainment system, or in the case of the Aviator, the Lincoln digital experience, but it's the exact same system. Yeah. So this is the the system that's based on Android Automotive. Um, and it's the same basic software that's in the Nautilus that we talked about a week or two ago. Um, but these vehicles don't have the big coast-to-coast display, although they do have a larger portrait-style display. They both have a 13-inch um, display in the... Uh, in the center of the dash, a landscape display. And that, that was one of the other complaints on the Explorer. You know, I think when they were designing the current Explorer, they originally, I think, originally intended to only do it with an 8-inch landscape display in the dashboard. And then at some point in the program, once it was too late for them to move the center vents that were on either side of that display, they decided, oh, we need to have a larger 10-inch display in this thing. So they put in a 10 inch portrait style display that always looked a little out of place in there. 
and the software was never quite the gra- the interface was never quite laid out right for mm-hmm. that display so it never never seemed to work just the way it should but um those are all gone uh so all uh explorers now get the same larger grill uh, or larger grill yeah same larger <laughs> um touchscreen um and same thing for the aviator they all get the, the larger touchscreen with the new infotainment system so this has got google services built in um and they also both lose some stuff um, dun, dun, dun. no more hybrids available no plug-in hybrid uh grand touring in the aviator and no hybrid in the explorer um they they only the only way you can get a hybrid explorer for 2025 is to get a police explorer there you go you got to be a cop Yep. Did they say what the reason was for that? Did they? Give um, any- they said the take rate for um, for consumer explorer sales was very low. It was like less than five percent for the hybrids. Okay. Um, and sense, there was more demand right. from uh, police forces, police agencies that were buying explorers. They wanted more mm-hmm. hybrids because uh, you know those those vehicles spend a lot of time sitting around idling, and so with the hybrid they can do that with the engine turned off for extended periods of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they, you know, they like the better fuel efficiency they get with that. So the, the cops can have the hybrid explorers. Consumers cannot, uh, unless you wait a couple of years till used ones, you know, used cop explorers get into the market. Um, and same with the grand touring, um, aviator there, you know, there just wasn't a very high take rate on those. I don't think they ever sold more than, you know, more than about a thousand of those a year over the last several years. Mm-hmm. Um, which was not very good. Um, and uh, so they've they've discontinued that. Um, and then one other thing that's gone from both of these um, is physical controls for climate control. Um, mm. Yeah, they've uh, that's all been moved to that center strip <laughs> of the uh, the touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, the sad noise is coming from Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not pleased with this. <laughs> yeah, I know. Using the climate control in the Mustang, I was like, <sighs> I missed that Impreza. <laughs> 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 just, I just want buttons and knobs. Yeah. I, you know, and it's funny, Ford is doing this just as a lot of other automakers are going back to yeah, the other direction. physical controls for climate. Yeah. Just a step behind there. <laughs> yep. A little out of phase. Mm. Um, so, you know, the Explorer will be coming out uh, this spring, and I think the Aviator a little bit behind that. Um, and and they, I think you can order the 25 Explorers now, um, and then the... Uh, the aviators, I think, are a month or two behind the explorers. <sighs> they do look better. I like the the styling on that explorer. It it is, I think, it's greatly improved in the. It looks like the interior. And you saw it live and in person, so mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, it seems like even in the, just the inter- pictures, yeah, you the interior like, is definitely oh, this much looks better. Actually, decent now. This looks good now. Yeah, you know? and actually, you know, they they you know they've made a bunch of changes in the layout and the the dashboard of the explorer. Um, so one thing you may notice in the photos, there's this fabric area across the top portion of the dash across the front of it, mm-hmm. and, which is basically the same as on the Mach-E. So what they've done is they've embedded a bunch of speakers in there. So that, that top portion of the dash is basically a sound bar. 
It um, looks. It actually makes me totally think of a sound bar. It yeah. looks like that. They and actually and there, there's actually speakers style. embedded behind that fabric there. Um, and then for the the center vents, they instead of them being on either side of the the, the touchscreen, they're now moved together and down below the touchscreen. And mm-hmm. then there's a nice little shelf that sticks out underneath that. So just below that, you you do have. It's got like a little extra cubby. Yeah. So you you still got the the physical uh, uh, the rotary. Um, volume knob there mm-hmm. and a couple of other switches for hazard lights and things like that. Climate okay. controls, like I said, are in the screen, but then yeah. you've got this little cubby there. The wireless charging pad is in there. You could stick some other, some other things in there. So it's a nice, nice extra little storage space there. Very cool. Yeah. I'm excited to see this one in person eventually. Yeah. Um, they've, they've simplified the lineup now. Uh, they added an active trim, but they, and they have ST line and ST and platinum. Um, and, uh, the the Timberline off-roady version that they had before is yeah. is gone. Wait, did, uh, how long did they even have that? That didn't make two it years, long I think. at all. Yeah, I felt I like it was that was introduced years. and it's already gone. Wow, that yeah. was no no one was buying it. But the, but they not, did yeah. they did show us a teaser image when uh, uh, when I was there at the event showing just the front wheel of uh, of an Explorer uh, <laughs> and said coming soon and the front wheel one of the the pockets in the the wheel was yeah. trimmed in like a goldish yellowish Ooh. color which is so it's the same design that they have on the Maverick Tremor so uh, presumably a Tremor Explorer Tremor yeah, yeah presumably they're going to uh, go with the Tremor branding for the that off-road was the one as opposed oriented to the Explorer. Timberline okay yeah sure why not okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and both the Explorer and the uh Aviator are now also available with Blue Cruise so you get hands-free driving assist. Blue Cruise. Well, yeah. that's cool. I'm telling you, I never know what to do with my hands. <laughs> just, I just leave them on the steering wheel. I don't want around. Like, <laughs> like, do I just put them in my lap? What do I do with these things now? <laughs> and then I just give up and put them in and, and just put them on the steering wheel. Um. So yeah, same same engines, the 2.3 liter EcoBoost and the three liter EcoBoost uh, for the ST with 400 horsepower. Um, okay, next up, uh, another get another SUV, uh, the new Shocker. Mazda CX-70 for 2025. Yes. This was kind of a weird reveal. They, you know, they did their promote. I guess they did a very small event somewhere in California. Had a few people there where they actually got to see the thing in person. Well, they did one in New York City, too. Did they? Oh, okay. Because I went to the one in New York City. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, and it okay. was this weird. They flew you in, and it was... Like here's your slot to do some content creation in you know, and then then what else is there? So it, it was small. It was and yeah. it wasn't like a full presentation. It was just like here's the car. Yeah, they gave us a you know a link to a video, a virtual reveal. You know, <laughs> yeah, did the did the walk around, but they didn't really give very many details. You know, no. so one thing I saw, I think it was on the uh, the TFL video. Yeah, they mentioned that. This is the same because when you look at it, it looks exactly the same as the CX ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, it might. It seemed like it might be a little bit smaller, but they didn't give us any dimensions. So, is this the same as the CX ninety? I'm, I'm with you on the question mark. I, it looks. I believe it kind of looks like it's the same size as CX ninety. I'm not sure that because you they didn't give you any kind of numbers. Yeah. For anything. Um, it was more just here it is, take a look. So there weren't details to really say this is 
the same size. Like, it, I don't know. I think, I think it's kind of really just the person who wanted to see X90, but doesn't want a third row. You know how Lexus just did the Overtrail yeah. and Overtrail Plus? Same vehicle, just yank that. It feels like that, what's, and it looks like it, like standing there with it. You're kind of like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it looks great. They did a nice yeah. job. It looks no, very still, Mazda. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. Um, it has all the, and they have a neat little cargo thing in the back that like, so that you can, there's a little cargo pod underneath the floor in the, the, like in the cargo area, you lift up the floor and you can get a little thing that puts dividers in there. So you can create like little three little different pods to sort out your stuff and hold it, which is kind of neat. Um, it looks great, but I don't, we, I don't have dimensions, so I don't know, but it didn't Mystery looking at it from car. the outside. You didn't look at it and think, Oh yeah, that's definitely smaller than the CX 90. You looked at it from the outside and did it like a, like, Maybe you would tilt <laughs> yeah. your head to side like a dog. I, I know. I, I was looking at all the photos and it's like, and, and looking at photos of the CX 90 and trying to figure out, is it shorter? Maybe. Yeah. If it's not, if it is, it's, it's not by much. It's not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be significantly shorter. It definitely yeah. isn't one of you look at it and you think, absolutely, this is shorter. I don't, I'm, there must be a difference, but it's not a big one. It does have the same powertrain options as the CX 90. So you get the, mm -hmm. The 3.3 liter inline six or the, the 2.5 liter plug-in hybrid. Mm -hmm. So yeah, those are good. Yeah. I think this is really gives you that SUV size, but without the third row. Cause a lot of people just want the extra, truly don't want the third row. You just want the extra mm -hmm. space. space. You'd really just want the extra space for stuff. If you're buying an SUV and if you have, you know, truly when you have kids, you're hauling around all sorts of random stuff all the time. And, and so that, I mean, you, you don't necessarily want to haul around extra people. You just want room for their stuff without feeling like you've crammed the car full. So this will do that. Okay. All right. Um, well, speaking of plug-in hybrids, um, GM used to make plug-in hybrids. They don't anymore, but apparently soon they will again. We don't. We don't know any. We don't know when. We don't know any details. Just that last week during the uh, um, fourth quarter earnings call. Uh, CEO Mary Barra said, yep, we're going to bring back plug-in hybrids after a couple of years ago saying, nope, we're never going to do hybrids again. So they're bringing sexy back. Yeah. So I don't know how they're bringing what, sexy. What, back. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it'd be nice if they brought the Volt back. Um, oh, can you imagine? Oh, people lose their minds. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. I think that, I, well, I didn't think lose. I, I feel like I don't minds. know what GM is doing. Like this, this surprises me, and yet it doesn't. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't. Uh, at least their product <laughs> planning team doesn't. Um, yeah, you know, there's a lot of signs that their product planning team is just in disarray. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I mean, with some of the decisions they've made on their EV lineup. Um, you know, they're now bringing, you know, bringing back plug-in hybrids is actually probably not a bad thing for GM, especially, no. you know, if they put it, you know, do it in their, like their big trucks and SUVs and, and maybe even the midsize trucks, um, you know, they could certainly use a boost in uh, fuel economy. So, you know, getting some plug-in hybrids into those vehicles um, could probably be done fairly quickly, you know, with the, with the body on frame stuff, mm -hmm. you could package a battery under there, you know, along one side, in, you know, on the inside of the frame. Um, and, uh, you know, it'd be a lot easier than on some of the crossovers and stuff. Uh, and then, uh, uh, do the same type of hybrid system that 
Ford and Toyota and others are doing, you know, in Mazda, you know, where you and um and uh, Stellantis where you've got the the motor packaged in between the engine and the transmission. Um so yeah, I think I think that's probably a good idea for GM to to bring to offer some of those, especially for the trucks. Um, you know, so they could have trucks that still have the ability to tow like a gas mm-hmm. or diesel truck, but you know, can also do, you know, 25, 30, 35 miles of electric range uh for just for daily driving. I, I think, think the idea of I think doing plug-in <laughs> hybrids is great. I also kind of think they're the sweet spot for people who are nervous about EVs. And who aren't quite ready to say, well, I'm, I can live the EV life. You, you use it as EV-ish when you want to and can charge it. But then, hey, no big deal. You can also fall back on this gas engine. I think they're a great midway, especially given that for large parts of the country, the EV infrastructure isn't quite there to support it. Some places it is. Some places it's not. If you're in a place it's not, you don't want to buy an EV, but you'll be happy with this because you can then, you don't have the panic if you can't plug it in charge you just have a gas engine so i think it would be a good move i'm just, curious how long it will take to make it happen and make it happen so they're halfway decent yeah <laughs> just bring back just get the vault and just throw it back on the line exactly <laughs> guys don't, don't change anything well, except they already it's, threw that line away because they know, were building the vault late. in the uh detroit hamtramck plant which they completely uh, got it to build the EVs. silverado well, they, they got it for the bolt. They they killed the vault, made the bolt, killed the bolt. Now that's going to be Silverado. Yeah, which is the exact same thing. Yeah. Right. It's oh amazing. wow. Yeah. Someone, some some poor guy who's taking apart that line and putting it back together is going to be told Come on. to make it back to plug in hybrid. Come on, like, guys! I just did this. <laughs> just took it apart. Come on. The Volt's a good car. This land. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you really want a third generation Volt, you can get one from your local Toyota dealer. It's called the Prius Prime. <laughs> it's got like all the same specs as the thing from, uh, it was such a great car. Come on. You know what I saw today? I saw a Subaru Solterra. Really? I did. I on the saw road? One in, on the road. I saw one in front of me when I was driving today and I truly, I like did a double take. I'm in a traffic light and I'm like, what is that? Silt- Silt- what? What? Holy <sighs> cow. It's in the wild. The first time I have ever, ever seen one. I saw a lot of uh, cyber trucks in Orange County. Oh, I haven't seen. Oh, I haven't really? seen any. I don't think we're going to see yeah. one here anytime soon. I feel like they're all in your neck of the woods for a while. Yeah, but uh, I well, see they're Solteras. they're in Texas. There's a bunch of them in Texas. Oh, oh yeah, that makes sense. Texas, okay. And yeah. that's where they make them. And so, you know, Texas, Texas is truck country. So, truck country. I, I, I think I'm pretty sure that uh, you know it is a. Uh, uh, requirement to be a resident of Texas, you must own at least one pickup at truck. At least one truck, any yeah. size, any style, but you must that's, have yeah. one. Pickup that's truck that's what that's driveway. what Kristen Shaw was saying the other day. I think Kristen's probably correct. <laughs> when you, when you, as soon as you cross the border into Texas, you know you have you to just buy throw a truck out here. They just give you an F one fifty, and they're like, "Okay, we'll see you later, <laughs> y'all." <laughs> uh, all right. Um, the uh, Honda NSX, or as it, the Acura NSX, as it's been known in in this country um, is Honda has indicated that it will be coming back, that there will be a third generation of the NSX and it will be electric. Um, and auto car has an interesting rendering of this thing um, or what they, what they expect it to look like. Is that just their guess? Yes. That's their guess. Okay. Good so, Lord. Okay. Well, this is, this is based on the, uh, the series zero saloon concept oh, that we saw at CES, CES last month. Yeah. 
So it still looks like uh, looks like a um a little vacuum thingies. What are those called? Dustbuster. Thank you. It's still mm. got a little dustbuster vibe. It's that rectangular, perfectly rectangular front. Yeah. Like the way that's mm, the dustbuster, the Honda dustbuster. Dustbuster. I don't know that it'll look like that, but this looks like a dustbuster. Tell you, the dustbuster looked oh. way better in person. I'm just going to tell you. Did it really? Yeah, it looked much cooler in person. Did it actually the, look like a dustbuster, or is it just the? It looked pictures? less like a dustbuster when you're looking yeah. at it. It okay. looked really like, oh, this is cool. The okay, picture you're like, oh, a dustbuster. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It was. I was surprised as well. Okay, and and Honda it. Honda says, you know, a vehicle based on that concept is coming, uh, and very soon, like 2026. So they said yeah. how close to the concept though. You know, sometimes a concept car looks one way, and then when the, the actual comes out, you think. What was the skip between here and there? Because they don't look alike at all. It, you know, it's hard to say. Um, yeah. I think you know the front end, the the basic idea that we get from that concept is going to survive. That so you know something like the what we see in this rendering. Bit. <laughs> yeah, yep. that that's going to be there. You know, very sleek overall design. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's going to be a big sedan. Uh, it's going to be Honda's flagship. Uh, the the first one, but it actually. Won't it won't even actually be the first of the new EVs. They actually their first um, EV that they've designed themselves uh, that isn't off the uh, Altium stuff like the Prologue and the Acura ZDX mm-hmm. is actually going to be arriving late 2025. Built in Ohio. Da, da, da. Built in Ohio. Yeah, and then the saloon is coming in 26. What's what's round on the end and high in the middle? O H I O. Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Just some Ohio right. jokes for everybody. <laughs> everybody. We love you, Ohio. I only know that joke because of Devo, because Devo's from Ohio. <laughs> that's, that's all I am. Sorry. <laughs> the um, people of Ohio, good job with Devo. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you guys ever watch any of the videos from the Outer Spec YouTube channel. Uh, Kyle Connor uh, runs I've that. I've seen some of them, yes. Yeah. So he and and one of the people on his team, uh, like they're based in in Colorado, in uh, I think in Golden, Colorado, or maybe Boulder. I think it's Golden. Uh, anyway, they're they're near Denver, and um, he uh, he and one of the members of his team went to South Carolina last week to try to buy a VinFast VF8 uh, because VinFast announced this screaming lease deal, two hundred and forty nine bucks a month for a VF8. No money down. Did they really? Did they buy? Well, one? that was what they. That was what they said was no money down. There actually I, I was almost, some money down. Shh. Well, I mean, that's no. You still have to pay all these other stupid things. Yeah, it was actually several thousand dollars that they had to put down. But, oh, did they really? Yeah, couple shh. couple of grand, I think. Okay. Um, but uh, they, you know, they went. They they bought a VF8, and they ha- they actually had a very hard time getting the dealer to sell them this car. Um, because, uh, apparently there's, it, it needed a software update. So like all the cars coming in, you know, into the port and being delivered to dealers need this software update and they couldn't do the software update yet. And so the dealer didn't want to sell them the car without the software update and said, okay, before I'll sell you this car, you got to go take it for a test drive, you know, drive it for half an hour. And make sure that nothing crashes. 
I mean, the software, not the vehicle. But not you. You, know, you don't want the vehicle to crash either. Both of those things. <laughs> but you, you want to make sure the software works. Um, you know, and if it does, then I'll 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 sell it to you. So it, it actually took them several days to buy this car. Did it uh, fail the first time they took it out to drive, or um, after they bought it? Yes. After <laughs> they bought it, fabulous. <laughs> then, yeah. The, then they had a failure, um, but um, they they do have it now. So we'll we'll see. I'll be. I'll I'll include the link to the video in the show notes, uh, so you can check out the adventure that Kyle and Francie had trying to get this thing, um, and then uh, uh, I'm sure they'll be following up in the coming weeks and months uh, with more videos about this VF8 uh, to see how how it actually does in in real world use. Kudos for Kyle for deciding. Let's just go for it. Let's just go. Yeah. He's, he's going to get the content, so he's going to get the traffic, which is yeah. great. Yeah. But also, you know, how is this vehicle evolving since we drove it? So and and he's he's bought some interesting EVs recently. Uh, there was another video he did a few months ago, where do you guys remember the Coda EV? Coda K O D A C O D A uh, O oh, C O D A. No. So this this was one that came out in, I think it was originally announced in like 2007. So it was right around the time I first um, started writing professionally. And um, it, was, it was an American company, but they were buying this little Chinese compact sedan and getting it converted to electric. And basically, you know, it was, it was one of many EV startups that, Basically, that, that failed pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some that were built and shipped over here. Um, and somehow Kyle managed to find a dealer that had essentially a, a brand new one from 2010. Oh, they, this is the one where he, okay, this story is fun. Uh, yeah, that, that uh, he, some, it was a dealer somewhere in California that had one sit, sitting in the back of their lot, it had been sitting there for like 12, 13 years, um, never sold. And wow. he got it for a song from these guys. Okay. And um, then, you know, was drive, drove it back to Colorado. Uh, I think he had to replace, had to replace the 12 volt battery and do some other stuff to it um, to get it running. But eventually, you know, got it going. Um, so I'll I'll find the link to that one and and put that in the show notes as well. Okay. Yeah, it's a fun story. Yeah. Um, Volvo EX30. Um, dun, 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 dun. It's it's they were Volvo was uh, it's in production. Uh, Volvo was already selling them in uh, Europe. Uh, but guess what happened? Surprise! Your software problem. Issues. Yep. Yep, they had to pause sales, uh, just like uh, Chevy with the Blazer, and uh, they software issues with it. And uh, so at some point, it will hopefully go back on sale when they fix the software. Well, there is a note at the very bottom of this this Engadget story that they did manage to get it fixed and are shipping again to customers. So I guess it was temporarily paused, but it's just, I mean... Indicative again of how the, the software thing is really proving software quite a, is hard. An issue. an issue. Software is not easy. Yeah. Mm. So it's harder than a lot of these automakers realize, and they're all realizing it now. Yeah. This is the hard way to learn, but they're learning. Yeah. yeah it's it's going to be real interesting um, to see 
how some of the, you know, I mean, we've seen GM fail. We've seen Volkswagen fail. Um, you know, there's Volvo has, you know, has had some failures. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the next two big ones to watch from legacy automakers are going to be Mercedes Benz with their, uh, MBOS coming next year and Ford with the stuff they're doing for their next batch of EVs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll be curious to see if they can succeed where all the other automakers failed. Um, I'm not, I'm not hopeful. I'd like I mean, to think they would, but it's, I, I don't know. I mean, on one hand, you have Mercedes, like, we're going to control everything. But on the other hand, well, now you control everything. <laughs> yeah, now you've got it all. What are you going to do with it? Now what are you going to do with it? Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be tough. Uh, it's going to be a tough few years. All right. Uh, let's finish up with a couple of Tesla stories. Um, so uh, uh, the Cybertruck, you know, it's got those really cool aero wheel covers. Oh, and, geez. you know, these custom-made Goodyear tires that are with the patterns molded under the sidewalls that fit right in with the wheel covers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> apparently, if you actually drive a Cybertruck with those wheel covers on there, um, the, the clearance between the wheel covers and the rubber of the sidewall, especially when the, the, the tire is rolling over, to, you know, the bottom part of the, t- the tire that's hold- holding all the weight between the truck and the road. And it, you know, how the tires tend to bulge out a little bit mm-hmm. sideways at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A- apparently the, the uh, wheel covers are digging into the sidewalls. And uh, so Tesla has stopped shipping those wheel covers and uh, um, they're, they're recalling them and they're going to be redesigning those wheel covers. Oops. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna I mean, make them. It just them seems like further you know, out. But then you're, things... if you make them further out, then you're gonna like you're gonna create all this this turbulence because now the wheel the covers too further out. It's gonna be yeah. Just don't make them with the funny little like teeth that stick out. Just mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks fun and funky, but it needs to work. It just someone should. It just feel like someone would have noticed this in testing. Because know, there's it's not, not like it's there's not, not like that very many. Something absurd. That, it was that presumes that drive. That presumes that Tesla does, you know, thorough testing on their own. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. this is a company that ships beta software to their customers. Yeah. So, you know, clearly they're shipping beta vehicles too, Oof. beta hardware. That's not a good look. Oh, yeah. come on, Tesla. Womp, womp. So if you have a Cybertruck, um, please let us know. I'm curious to get your <laughs> feedback on it. Uh, but, you know, if you do, um, make sure you take those wheel covers off because you don't yeah, want I'll those things digging into your, you don't want those digging into your sidewalls, yeah, especially if you plan to take the cyber truck off road, that would not be good. Cause you know, yeah. it's, it's very easy to cut a tire when you're off-roading anyway, and you don't want to make, you know, make it more susceptible to getting cut because right, it's right. got these gouges in the sidewall from the, the wheel covers. Yeah. Maybe don't use those. I mean, if they're getting recalled, you can send them back and get, I don't know. Something else, Tesla tequila. Don't they still have booze or something? They, <laughs> they do have in. Tesla tequila once upon a time. Think, didn't they have a beer too? Didn't they make a beer? Maybe. I don't remember the beer. I remember seeing the tequila. I do not remember the beer. Let's see. I know. I don't know. If, I don't know if they still have it. Do they still have the tequila? Let's I see. think Tesla I thought shop. it was all limited run, and you couldn't get any of it anymore. Can you still get a boring uh, flamethrower, not a flamethrower? No, I think those are sold out. They only did like 1,500 of those. Oh, I remember we got one at Engadget. Oh, and you can were... buy the Tesla tequila. Wait, it's Is that rare. on the lifestyle page? I'm on, 
Oh, I meant the. I found a random. There's, I shouldn't say it online because I don't even know if it's reputable. I'm finding random whiskey shops. Oh, here we go. Uh, so there's there's the drinkware. There's the Cyberstein, which Cyber is this Stein. weird looking beer stein, clearly inspired by the Cybertruck. Um, and then there's okay. Cyber Beer, uh, and you can get the Cyber Beer and Cyberstein limited edition set for 150 bucks. Is this on Tesla's site? Yeah. Uh, if you look under uh, on the shop. And then lifestyle, and then drinkware. Oh my god! Um, and they have you know various other bottles, and um, they have these Tesla sipping glasses that you How have much to. Are those use covers. Little... Which covers? The, the the wheel covers. Like what kind? Of, like what's their value? Oh, I don't know. Probably what not you much. Trade in? You can get the umbrella. I'm just trying to figure out what you can get a trade, like a direct trade for. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can get like the little cyber truck for kids. Uh, well, that thing's fifteen hundred bucks, and I'm pretty sure a set of plastic wheel covers is not going to be fifteen hundred dollars. Probably not. Let's say I mean, they might charge you fifteen hundred dollars to replace a broken one, but that doesn't mean yeah. that they're worth that much. Well, there's Let's a lot of Tesla lifestyle stuff, guys. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you're if you're into the, well, the, really the Tesla community, you know, do you see the, the plaid mug? Yeah, why? Oh, it. plaid. It took me a second. I'm like, oh, why plaid? A... And then I just was like, oh, because plaid mode. I get it now. It Charging took me a minute. Plaid. I'm like, they why also is have it the, plaid? They have the Cyber Quad for kids available again. Yeah. You know, a couple of grand. Yeah, a um, couple thousand the, dollars. The kids' Cyber Truck for 1500 I think I would just go, you know, buy a Power Wheels instead for a couple hundred pounds. Pow, pow, Power there's Wheels. A, there's a whistle called the Cyber Whistle. Yeah. What? Anyway, enough of that nonsense. <laughs> That's um, all the things we can buy. I'm totally us. amused by all this. Sorry, guys. This I mean, you know, awesome. every, every automaker sells merch. Uh, I know, you know but this Tesla's merch is no different. Of, there's a yeah. Giga Texas belt buckle. <laughs> of course, there is. That's awesome. There okay. Is. I love it. I want to get a Texas belt you, you, buckle. Actually, you, you'd probably, you may be better off investing in some Tesla merch than actually Tesla vehicles, <laughs> especially the Cybertruck. Very possible. Um, if, you, uh, if, you, if you have a Cybertruck, you might want to um, consider staying away from off-road events like King of the Hammers. Yeah, because you um, might destroy your little vehicle. Yeah, some somebody took their Cybertruck to King of the Hammers this week um, and uh, broke a suspension. Uh, I guess Oops. it was the guys from the Unplugged Performance Team. Uh, this is a company that sells uh, a lot of Tesla accessories and uh um, like body kits and all kinds of things like that. And I think they also do performance accessories. Um, let me see. Although to be fair, I'm sure there were more than a few vehicles that did not leave. Yeah. I mean, uh, the it's King of the Hammers. Many, yeah. In as many, King of the Hammers destroys. More pieces than they arrived in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not, it's not uncommon for stuff yes. to break. For um, things to meet their demise. Well, these guys yeah. get to be the first ones to break up a Cybertruck at King of the Hammers. So they got that going for them. Right? Yeah. There you go. We won at breaking <laughs> our car. Man, that's a, that is, whew, that's Yeah, tough. it looks looks <laughs> like uh, broke a rear, tier, uh, rear steering tie rod. Oopsie. I mean, what's steering really? I mean, yeah, the other wheels in the front? Yeah, you can still steer with the front wheels. You're fine. Yeah, just You're fine. just be, just because you know one of your wheels is hanging off side, one of your rear wheels is hanging off sideways, you know, it's disconnected think, from the car. I think Emmy Hall has a picture of this vehicle underneath on her Instagram. Of the of the um is that the Cybertruck she was showing? She did have a picture of this yeah. scenario. 
I didn't catch what the actual vehicle was. Yeah, I know it's a Cybertruck, but I don't know which one, if it was this one. Who is this person? This is not Emmy Hall that I'm looking for. This is not the Emmy Hall I was looking for. There we go. It's like some child. I'm like, nope. <laughs> this is not the right Emmy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Which one she has? Uh, da, da, da. Tyra... Emmy, is that the one? It not, it's, yeah, uh, I, think, I think that's her, uh, followed by uh, yeah, Emmy. various people we know. Let's see. Ty, rear tire, Raj, the rear passenger side. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the same one. Unless two of them broke. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't look great. Yeah. Oof. No, it doesn't look great. Anyway, well, yeah, um, yeah. And, right. I, and I just saw a video earlier today uh, from TFL. Um, Andre went out to California. One of their, uh, one of their uh, patrons um, has a cyber truck and invited him to come out and, and drive it. And uh, so he was towing, you know, he was driving it around. And he also did, did a little bit of towing, um, towing a 7,000 pound. 33 foot long camper trailer. Um, and, uh, the, um, efficiency came out to about 0.95 miles per kilowatt hour towing this trailer. Oof, that's not good. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, to be fair, Hummer EV. Uh, with, a, with, a, yeah. with a trailer yeah, like that, just... you know, I mean, that's not, that's not much worse, you know, than what you would do with, uh, um, with the mm. uh, lightning or a Hummer. Yeah, it's not a slam against yeah. a Tesla a cyber yeah. truck. It's, it's a slam it's, against EV trucks. Yeah, electric pickups. As, yeah, as towing machines. Maybe yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> if you can help it, unless yeah. you're going, unless you're going like a hundred miles, maybe don't. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, well, with the Silverado EV because it's just got such a humongous oh, got, battery yeah. can actually do it. I mean, the, the you know TFL did a towing test with uh, with a Silverado EV work truck that they got a few months ago from Chevy and they went over, they went like, I think 205 or 210 miles on a charge, uh, which is pretty good. Yeah, um, good. Yeah. It's way, way further you can, than you can go with a lightning. And that was towing a big trailer, you know, 10,000 pound that's trailer. Yeah. Oof, yeah. That's a lot of trailer. Yep. I don't think people realize how much 10,000 pounds is. Yeah, it's a lot. a lot. It's a lot. It's very, yeah, it is. That's five tons. According to a math class I took once in high school. <laughs> Maybe junior high. Go high school math. I'm from a small town, so I don't know if that's correct. So <laughs> if it's incorrect, please uh, send me a message on Discord or email or LinkedIn. <laughs> All right. Um, and finally, um, you know, Tesla does a lot of business in China. In fact, uh, nearly half of their global sales are in China. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he's gotten a lot of incentives from the Chinese government to build a factory there and build vehicles there and export vehicles from China to other markets. Um, and uh, now, um, you know, despite being so very dependent on the Chinese market, um, Musk is saying that uh, Chinese automakers will demolish global rivals without trade barriers. So he wants the U S and other companies to increase or other countries to increase the uh, um, tariffs on Chinese built EVs Um you know, BYD is already starting to to ship their EVs to assorted other markets. M, uh, you know, SAIC, uh, Xiaopeng, Li Auto, you know, a bunch of Chinese brands are exporting their EVs to to Europe and and other markets. And um, Musk is very concerned about them uh, coming into the U.S. market and thinks we need higher trade barriers to so that they, he doesn't have to compete with cheaper models from China. I think a lot of people have been talking about the cheaper models from China in general, just being about ready to kick 
U.S. automakers' butts on all fronts. Yeah, they're kind of ahead of us. They're like when I say kind of, they are ahead of us. When I say kind of, I say they are ahead of us. It's not so much I wonder, like, of course he doesn't want to have to have competition he can't beat. But also, like, I think all the automakers are in good oh, yeah. in Every automaker shape. in the United States yeah. is like, oh, man. It's like, crud. Oh, like, they man. don't figure out a way to handle this. We got you know? to figure this out for BYD figures out a way to sell cars here. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, well, B- BYD's building a plant in Mexico. Mexico. So. They're selling mm-hmm. them in Mexico. Yeah. Motor yeah. Trend did a whole piece on it. They went down. They drove it. Yeah, they drove the seal. They're pretty, quite yeah. impressed with it. Yeah. So. I, I want a Xiaopeng just because I love saying the word Xiao. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's because everyone, it's, it's because it's hard to like if if you, yeah, when everyone else looks at it, they're like, how do you say that? Xpeng, not Xiao. You're like, what? Xpeng. Believe me, before I moved to San Francisco, I would have said Xpeng. The new Xpeng. They're like, no, no. It's an Xpeng in my butt. All right. It's four thirty in the afternoon here on the West Coast. I'm I'm awake now. He is on fire, people. (laughs) And that's all we've got for this week. Um, (laughs) That's enough of Robbie. Yeah. (laughs) Sam shuts it down. Shut her down. (laughs) We'll talk to you all next week, and and don't forget to. uh, send us your questions and comments at feedback at wheelbearings.media. Uh, get your merch at shop.wheelbearings.media. Uh, and, um, and uh, oh, and thank you to all our patrons. I always forget to do that. Thanks, patrons. Thank you. Thanks, you pay everybody. Our bills. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.